We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's time for the week four NFL podcast where Grant and I are going to break down each and every game on the main slate. And um, by that, Gene Ever, 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing just tip, tip top. Had, had a $30 Jack in the Box order this morning at 6 a.m. I've been doing baseball research. I've been doing football research. I think we're on the morning grind later tonight. I can't even remember. Schedules are very tough to read. But life is good. We are on the baseball podcast for Thursday. That is that is correct. Well, um, I get to see you twice in one day. What a day. I, I bet you I'll be wearing the same shirt and probably the same hat as, like, I don't leave my computer desk on Wednesday except for to eat lunch and dinner. So um, there's a good chance that – you know, I'll have baseball on still, and I'll still be, um, you know, sitting in the same spot. I might be showered by then. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. Oh, that's that's an upgrade. I can smell I you. Might, I my... might take a bubbly bath. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's let's talk some football. We got um, what is it? Twelve games now, as of right now, because of the 
postponed game and uh, we're still waiting on the other one, right? Like, so we're, we're potentially looking at a 11 game slate, but uh, still like a, a fun overall slate here in general though. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely good. And we have a lot of high totals in this game, a lot of potential game stacks, just a lot of stuff to really like here. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun slate. This is going to be a high-scoring slate. Well, let's um, let's get into it. We start with the Chargers and the Bucks. It's a 44 total. Tampa's favored by seven in this game. This game has some weather concerns, um, so we'll have to kind of see, you know, how that plays out. But um, – Let's start with the Chargers side of things here. What are your thoughts when it comes to the Chargers? Uh, not really like Anton. Obviously, they only have an 18.5 implied team total. Like, Herbert has looked decent so far. He's definitely been putting up a good amount of fantasy points or a good amount of yards at least. The touchdowns, I think, will end up coming, but I don't think there's the right spot for it. I'm predominantly off the Chargers. I don't want to mess with either Kelly or with Eckler here going up against this Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay run D. Yes, they should get a decent amount of volume. If I was going to go with someone, it would be Eckler, and that was just hoping on a decent amount of uh, pass equity there. But I don't know. I, I think, like, Eckler's price tag of 7.1K is probably a bit too expensive. So if I'm going anyone in this game, and I am, it's going to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, 19 targets last week, 10 targets the week before. He has been just getting targeted all over the place with Herbert. Herbert clearly likes him. He's clearly a better fit than Tyrod Taylor for Keenan Allen here. I think he's underpriced at 6.5K over on DK with that full point PPR. I think he ends up with 7 to 12 receptions here. I think he gets 100 yards. I think he decent chance he gets a touchdown. So I really like Keenan Allen. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate, but that's, that's really all I've got for the entire Chargers team. I don't love the Chargers. Um you know, I loved Eckler last week. I think this is a, a little bit tougher matchup. But if you do think they're going to be tro- like trailing, they had 11 targets last week. Like, this is a completely different offense with Herbert at quarterback instead of Taylor. So, I don't hate Austin Eckler, but I love Keenan Allen. I'm right there with you. I think this is a great, um, you know, just great overall, like, spot when you're looking at it, um, you know, for Keenan Allen. And I think that, like Mike Williams being banged up only helps like Williams didn't practice on Wednesday again, dealing with the hamstring injury. So I think Keenan Allen and I actually think Hunter Henry's in play. I don't think like this week we don't, in my opinion, we don't have as many like tight end plays. Um, There's a few spots that like I love, but like overall, I think that Tampa has been a middle of the road defense against tight ends. And I think that this is one of those spots you could potentially play Hunter Henry, um, you know, what what are we looking at 23 targets over the first three weeks of the season like the targets are going to be there the touchdowns will eventually happen don't you think so um i think hunter henry especially if it's going to be like a wet sloppy game i think like hunter henry is definitely um somebody in play here um let's talk no go ahead i i I just agreed (laughs) okay i thought you were gonna i thought you had something to add to it um Let's talk Buccaneers here. Um, obviously, the news has come out that Chris Godwin is likely going to miss a couple weeks. Um, so, we're definitely not going to see him this week from what it sounds like. So, we're looking at, like, um, Mike Evans as the lead guy, Scotty Miller, and, and, and you know, Justin Watson kind of mixed in here. Uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Bucks? Yeah, I think Scotty Miller is actually questionable, too. I think I, I thought he returned – oh, no, it was – Watson returned to practice. Uh, so Miller is still questionable. You're right. 
Yeah, no, I mean, we'll have to wait and see who's actually playing this weekend. Maybe some of the uh, some of the less likely guys for Tampa Bay, they're cheap. They're going to have to come in there if Miller ends up not playing arm play. But, yeah, as of right now, like Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, both great plays if Miller ends up playing. Without Godwin there, there's sure to be a decent amount more volume for both these guys, and even Gronk. Um, you can really go with – and Corey Dickerson hit a home run. And, yeah, like – Mike Evans, we know that he's going to get a decent workload. He's 6.4K. He has big touchdown equity. He's gotten one in every single game so far this season. And the volume, the targets, the reception should absolutely be there. So I, I this is just a spot without Godwin in there. The price tags of these guys really stand out as being way too low. So you can go with any of the pass catchers in this entire game. There's always a chance that they end up running the ball a decent amount if they get a lead. But overall, like, Evans Miller, if he plays or any, if Miller doesn't play any of the, maybe Johnson, like all these guys are very much in play. And then if you want to go with Gronk, he's seeing a little bit more of an increased workload recently. Yeah. Like I don't hate it. Um, I don't trust any of the running game in this spot. So like I'll look at Evans, if Miller plays, if Watson plays, like those guys are interesting. I think OJ Howard is a little interesting in this spot. Um, but overall, like, this isn't one of the games that, like, I feel like I'm going to be overweight on, um, like, in, in general. So, I, I don't, you know, I don't sound too, uh, you know, excited about it because of that reason. So, Vikings and Texans, 54.5 total. Houston favored by 3.5 in this game. Let's start here with the Vikings. Uh, what do you like here for Minnesota? For Minnesota, it looks like jo- Jefferson is – is going to probably continue to get a decent amount of workload. I don't really expect him to do what he did last time, but this is going to be a high-scoring game, currently a 54-and-a-half implied total, which is just absolutely through the roof. I'm fine with Cook. I'm fine with Johnson or Jefferson, and I'm fine with Thielen. Um, They're all stand out as pretty decent plays. Nothing fantastic here. Like, nothing really just jumps off the page. We know that Minnesota probably isn't going to throw the ball a ton, so – we know that they're going to throw the ball to Cook. We know they're going to throw the ball to Jefferson. And we know they're going to throw the ball to Thielen if they do end up throwing. But I'd say Cook's probably the biggest guy that I want in this offense. But his price tag just isn't really worth it considering what we have up at the top this week and what we have in the mid-tier this week. So Vikings, I'm fine with any of those guys, but really not a spot where I'm looking for too many offensive pieces. See, I like the Vikings a lot in this spot. I love Dalvin Cook. I think he's a top-end running back this week. I think the matchup is fantastic. The Houston defense has really struggled this season just in general, um, and they've been really bad against the run. So Dalvin Cook is a guy that hardly ever comes off the field. Like, he plays over 70% of the snaps almost every week. So I think he's a fantastic play here. I think he's a top option. Um, Thielen, Jefferson, I think these guys are in play really just kind of sets up like what type of game script you're expecting. If you're expecting Houston to get up in this game, maybe you look more to Thielen and Jefferson is Jefferson going to be popular. We don't have projected ownership. So we, we, you know, we're not looking at that yet. So um, I do like Dalvin cook a lot in this spot. I don't mind Thielen and Jefferson. Um, You know, like I said, I think it really is going to depend on how you kind of shape this game up to be. Um, If you expect this game to, you know, kind of shoot out, then I think you can get pieces um, everywhere in this game. And then on the other side, the Houston side, like Minnesota defense is struggling. Um, they, they, they're rough right now. And this is probably the best matchup we've had for Deshaun Watson so far this season, right? Like we, he really has had some tough matchups and 
his price reflects the tough matchups he's had, Grant. Yeah, yeah, no, like going up against Pittsburgh, going up against Baltimore, rough week one going up against Kansas City. He's been in a lot of tough spots and hasn't really put up great numbers, but going up against Minnesota, the defense is horrible. Like it's really not the same defense it used to be. It is better versus the pass than it is versus the run. They've been terrible versus the run. I would much rather use David Johnson like than, than Watson or any of the pass catchers. I don't mind them, but – I'm I'm pretty much all in on David Johnson at the moment. We don't have projected ownership. I have to wait and see on what it's going to be. I expect it to be high. I'm probably still going to be double the field. David Johnson sets up as a perfect spot. He hasn't gotten a ton of rushing attempts so far this season because the matchups have been really tough, and they've been trailing a lot. So they finally get a decent one going up against Minnesota, who's giving up boatloads of yards rushing to opposing running backs. If Duke Johnson is back, which it looks like there's a decent chance he might be, and that gives a slight downgrade to Johnson, but I don't care. He's 5.6K against one of the worst run defenses in the entire league in a game script that's actually favorable to him for the first time all season long. So David Johnson is just 100% what I'm going in on. I might have a little bit of Watson or Fuller just to hedge, uh, but it's David Johnson. That's it. So this is one of those like stack spots that I think you could use the quarterback, the running back, and one of the wide receivers. Um, like when you're looking at like the pricing for all three of these guys, whether you go Fuller or Cobb or Cooks, however you want to kind of split up your wide receiver exposure, I think you can play David Johnson. I think you can play Deshaun Watson together, run it back with you know Thielen or Jefferson, and like you know do a three-one type of you know game stack here in this spot. So. Um, I like this spot a lot. I like Houston a lot. You know, my initial like look for this slate, like they're the team that I had like the most plays written down from. So uh, I think that, you know, Will Fuller, we were all really high on like Will Fuller coming into the season week two kind of got banged up a little bit, but you know, week three back to a hundred percent of the snaps. Um, I think Will Fuller is in a, in a fantastic spot here. Um, this Minnesota defense has just been getting, shredded by the pass and i think people are going to be way too low on will fuller this week with a 54 and a half total and them having a 29 um, point total so um I, I like him a lot steelers and titans 47 total this game's not happening moving on ravens and uh, Washington. <laughs> i i i just look at like i look at the nfl lineups page and like that game's not grayed out yet so Ravens and the football team from Washington, uh, 47 total here. Baltimore favored by 13. Is this like the Lamar Jackson, like, all right, I got to go out and, like, reprove myself game? I mean, it would be if it weren't up against Washington. Like, Lamar Jackson's a fine play. He'll probably end up with around 25, 30 points. But realistically, like, he's priced – how he should be at 8.1 K. I don't have a ton of interest in him. And yes, he may try and prove some things. Yes. He can put up a massive game just by playing the first half. I mean, we saw it multiple times last season, but it's a 13 point spread. It might get higher by the time the game starts. It's just a really, really like blowout prone game. I don't really see anything from, the Baltimore side that I'm absolutely in love with playing. Like, I don't want to mess with that backfield. Hollywood Brown and uh, Mark Andrews are both fine plays. But this is just a spot where I'm going to stay away from the Baltimore side because I just think it turns into an entire blowout. 
See, I think Lamar Jackson has like two rushing upside, touchdown upside in this spot. Um, Chris Young not going to play for Washington, uh, the very talented de- defensive uh, end there. So I think that obviously helps him. I think this is a spot like Mark Andrews is, you know, one of the top plays on the slate at 6K. I think a lot of people will pay up for Kelsey, but I think this is a spot you can pay up for Andrews. Um, so I like Lamar. I like Andrews. And outside of that, that's probably it. Uh, let's go to the other side of this game. Do you have any interest here in Washington? Maybe Gibson, like, but Baltimore is too good against the run where I don't really see him having a decent game. It's just that price of 4.5K. I am – I'm probably not going Haskins. I've gone him way too much this season. It's just not really gone well. I mean, if I'm going to take any guy, it's going to be McLovin just because he can put up a massive game at any given time. He's got the talent. He's getting the volume. Or it's going to be Thomas, whose just price tag is still – 3.5k he's gotten seven targets in every single game this season so he's got some upside he hasn't really paid off too much but the price tag's still pretty decent it's McLaurin or Thomas and that's that's really it from the Washington side not not a time to like from this game for me yeah those are the two guys that I have written down uh McLaurin and Washington or Thomas um sorry um McLaurin like Inman has gotten a couple touchdowns here recently um you know, last week, but like Inman's banged up, uh, didn't practice on Wednesday again, dealing with a wrist injury. So Sims is also dealing with a toe injury. So like Gandy Golden and Wright um, might get some snaps here. I, I still don't think like those guys are guys I want to play. I really just want to play McLaurin. I want to play Thomas, hoping that they're trailing and they get some garbage time work in this game. Um, that's what I'm looking at. Saints and Lions, 54.5 total here. New Orleans favored by four in this game, going into Detroit. Um, let's talk Saints here. This seems like a really good spot to target the Saints. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of like – I think regardless uh, if Michael Thomas plays or not, there's I'm going to have some interest in this game. But if Michael Thomas doesn't play, then – it's pretty much all systems go for Kamara. I mean, we saw what he did last week, 14 targets, nine targets the week before, eight targets the week before that. And, like, not all targets are created equally, but he can do a ton in the open field. Like, he's the focal point of their offense, and Drew Brees is accurate enough where most of those targets are going to turn into receptions. On full point PBR, he's just 44 in his last outing, 38 in the one before. Like, if Michael Thomas doesn't end up playing – I don't really care what Kamara's ownership is. I'm just probably going to lock him in. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see on Thomas. He, he practiced on Wednesday, so, like, obviously that's a good sign um, for him to play this week. I think that, like you said, Alvin Kamara is a beast if Thomas doesn't play. If Thomas plays, he's 7,600. It's probably too cheap um, for a matchup against Detroit. If Thomas plays, I think Drew Brees is a little interesting. He's 5,800. He's a guy that can put up 30 fantasy points if Detroit's able to shoot this game out back. Um, So I think Brees is someone that's somewhat interesting here. But I really want it to be like a Thomas combination. Uh, Like the matchup, like individual matchup here for Emmanuel Sanders. He kind of disappeared in week two, um, scored a touchdown in weeks one and three. So it's going to probably be a little bit more touchdown dependent than we had thought. But I think him and Trick on Smith are interesting if Thomas don't play. So 
Um, the Detroit side of things, like Kenny Galladay returned and had seven targets, had a touchdown. Um, he's a beast, and um, I always love him. It doesn't matter who they're going up against. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Detroit? Uh, I, I mean, they've got a 25 employee team total. I love Galladay here. He's sitting at 6K. That's probably way too cheap. Like, the guy is an absolute stud. We know that he's going to get a large volume of targets. Like, he probably wasn't 100% this last week. I expect him to be closer to 100% this week. So him and Stafford, I, I, I like both of them quite a bit. It's, it's, it's a perfect spot to pair them up. And then Marvin Jones has been so interesting this year. I keep expecting him to crush. And he's really just doing nothing. Like it was last season, it was Galladay or it was Marvin Jones almost every single week. Like one of them put up a big game. We've seen big games out of Marvin Jones before, and he's just kind of entirely dropped off <laughs> – dropped off this offense like he's not heavily involved eight targets week one was about it and then six in week two three last week with Galladay coming back I I don't fully understand I'm still going to play little bits of him and I will have some stacks with both Marvin Jones and Galladay in it because I can get him for 10.9k total over on DraftKings but this is almost entirely Galladay as for the tight ends it's it was a little interesting last week and Jesse James got a decent amount of work I think he ended up with a touchdown he was targeted a lot more by Stafford than I thought he was going to be. I don't expect that to continue this week, but Hawkinson still getting a decent workload, but at 4.8 K price tag just doesn't really seem worth it to me. So it, it's predominantly Stafford and Galladay here. I am not messing with Peterson Johnson or Swift. Like that, that entire backfield situation is just does not make sense to me. Yeah, like, I don't think Jesse James' work is going to continue. Um, I, I will note, like, I, it's you know, you look at the matchups, it's been Tampa. Obviously, we watched uh, the Raiders, like, shred Darren Waller, like, shred this defense. But, like, this is a team that's allowing 9.6 catches per game to tight ends um, through the first three games. Like, I still think it's a little early in the season to like fully rely on like these types of stats, but I do want to like note it. Um, so I do think that Hawkinson is worth a look in tournaments. Um, I, I still like, I would rank them Galladay Jones, like Hawkinson still. Um, I'm not touching this running back situation. Like I'm at the point, like I played some Swift last week and he disappeared. Um, like he only had two targets in that game against Arizona and the game script wasn't that bad for him either. So I'm going to pass on the running back situation. It looks like, like Peterson is going to get running work and, you know, even like Johnson's going to get some work. So I think like the three headed monster, I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, Seattle at Miami, 54 total here. Seattle favored by six and a half. Obviously, this is one of the ones that we're really watching here because we need to know if Chris Carson's going to play or not. Um, you know, it was a first-degree sprain. Um, and they say, like, it's possible that he plays. I don't know if they push it against the Dolphins. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Seattle Seahawks? I don't, I don't really think it matters if Carson does end up playing. Um I'm probably not using Carson. They are definitely throwing the ball way, way more now um, and focusing more on the pass than they have in the past. So, like, Carson was one of those guys that, yeah, he was decent, but the workload that he was getting, and, yeah, they have been passing the ball a lot on the one, two, three, four-yard line, and that could also change back to where they're running again. But 
this is just a spot where Carson, like if he misses, I'm probably not going Homer or Hyde. I see a little bit split backfield. Neither one of them are talented enough to really merit playing them. So like, I, I'm just crossing the running backs off my list almost entirely, regardless of if Carson plays or not. It's really the passing game, which just continues to like every single week, the recipe for success is to game stack the Seahawks game. It has not changed throughout the course of the season. Wilson or the opposing quarterback or both put up massive numbers every single week. Wilson still hasn't gotten under 30 points so far this season. And Miami's pass defense is not good. Wilson is priced at 7.8K. Like, it seems a pretty safe bet that he's going to end up with 25 in this one with a lot of upside. So Wilson, Lockett, and Metcalf, same as every single week, are fantastic plays. Metcalf seems a little bit too cheap still at 6.8K. Lockett's too cheap still at 7K. So this is a full-on game stack spot here that I absolutely love. And it's you either get take Metcalf, Lockett, or both with Russell if you're playing him. Yep. I have nothing else to add. Like, I, I love Lockett and I love Metcalf. Um, you know, Lockett last week had a monster game. The pass defense for Miami, don't let the Jags game throw you off. I know a lot of people watch that game because it's Thursday night. The pass defense for the Dolphins is not good. Um, so I think this is a fantastic spot to play Wilson and his pass catchers here. And if Carson sits, I don't think I'll play Carlos side. Uh, I think if he was 4K, it'd be a little bit easier to play Carlos side. But 5,300 Carlos side, um, like he needs – he needs a touchdown or two to beat me, and I, I think they're going to put the ball in Wilson's hands before they put the ball in Carlos Hyde's hands because uh, they put the ball in Wilson's hands before they put the ball in Carson's hands. And, like, you talked about, like, the recipe for success this season is stack against Seahawks and play the Seahawks. Like, this defense is struggling. It is bad. Um, so, let's talk Miami Dolphins here. Like, you know, we saw we saw Miles Gaskin really become like the lead guy over the last few weeks. Um, he's five K, but we love us some Fitz Magic. Uh, is this a week we're gonna run to the run to the you know cash window with Fitz Magic? Uh, you mean like every single week outside of week one? Darn it! Yeah, Fitz Magic. He, I mean, he only threw the ball twenty times last week. And he was fantastic in those 20 throws, complete 18 to 20 passes. But they didn't really need to do too much because, guess what? They were ahead by a decent amount the entire game. So they relied a little more on Gaskins. I'm not expecting 20 rushes by Gaskin this week, but he's so heavily involved in the passing game. Four targets, seven targets, five targets in the last three weeks. He's a guy that can put up big numbers in the passing game. Fitzmagic is probably going to throw the ball 40, 45 times in this game. I love Fitzmagic here. And I'm pairing him with Parker. I'm pairing him with Gusecki. I'm pairing him with uh, Williams a little bit, although he just hasn't seemed to have the same connection uh, with him as he did with some other guys last season. What was it, Rosen? Um, like, they just haven't been using him nearly as much. So, to me, like, Parker is the clear number one option. Parker hasn't had a blow-up game this season because he's been struggling a little bit with injuries. But we look at last season and multiple games of over 20 points to end the season, a 30-point game in there. I expect his target numbers to probably go up to around, I don't know, 10-plus in this matchup and going forward. So Parker here at 5.7K, drastically too cheap. Fitzmagic is an incredible play. 
And Gasecki, while he's a little bit more expensive at 5.1K, absolutely has the upside. They bring him into the slot quite a bit. He's basically their number two wide receiver, and he's a perfect guy to pair with Fitzmagic. But I, Parker's my number one in this game, followed by Gasecki, followed by Gaskins, followed by Williams. But I, I, I will have this game stacked up every which way because guess what? It just doesn't seem to fail this year. I think Devontae Parker is one of the best plays on the entire slate. I think that – you know, his snap counts have been trending in the right direction after only playing 40% week one. I think the hamstring is starting to feel good. Um, like, full practice Wednesday. Like, I, I think DeVarte – like, he played 87.5% of the snaps against Jacksonville. Um, and, and, like, they were leading. Like, they, he didn't need to play 87% of the snaps that game, and he did. So, I think that – I think this is your Devontae Parker blow-up game. I, I think he has a monster, monster game here. Um, like I said, he's one of my favorite plays on the slate. I don't mind pairing Fitz, Gaskin, and Parker together. Like, if you think that they're going to be trailing and you want to go, like, I don't typically, like, five-man game stack a game, but I could see, like, playing three Dolphins and two Seahawks here or something along those lines or three Seahawks and two Dolphins. Like, this is a game I love, Grant. Um, this is a game I'm going to stack up for sure. Colts and Bears, 44 total. Colts favored by two and a half in this one. Um, let's start with the Colts side of things. Like, we have no idea who's going to be playing wide receiver for them this weekend. <laughs> like, they are they're dealing with a lot of injuries at uh, wide receiver right now. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Colts? I'm having trouble trying to figure out who to play in this one. Obviously, Taylor's probably going to get a decent workload. Chicago's defense so far this year has been – not as great versus the run as they have been versus the past. We know that Indy's probably not going to go at a very high pace at any given time. I think they currently are 31st in pace. This is just not real appealing to me over on the Indy side. Like, I don't expect this game to be too high scoring. Taylor, of course, is a guy that's absolutely in play, but you're kind of hoping for rushing upside. He only had three targets in each of the last two games. Maybe that changes a little bit, but – I expect Indy to leave this one like Rivers. I don't expect to throw a ton in this one. I don't know which wide receiver is going to be used. Like Rivers in the last two weeks has thrown the ball 21 times and 25 times. Again, they're going at a slow pace. They're going to run the ball. Like they're going to try and not make mistakes. And I, I, I might just cross Indy off my list entirely. Yeah, like last week is so hard to judge because they just – they dominated the whole game, um, so it's it's tough. I think with Nick Foles, like this game has the potential to be competitive. My only problem with this game is what you said: it's the pace of play. Like the Colts want to play slow. Uh, the Bears, I you know they're a team that typically like plays a little slow. So the guy that I think could potentially break the slate is Jack Doyle. Like we know how much Philip Rivers loves tight ends. Um, he didn't get targeted last week. He he only played like 50% of the snaps. Like, he didn't need to play. Um, you know, Ali Cox got the touchdown. He played 60% of the snaps. I really think it was more of them just being up. I think Jack Doyle could have a big game. I think they could use a lot of two tight end sets, too. Like, they're dealing with so many injuries. Like, it's tough not to have interest in, in like, Pascal or, or T.Y. Hilton or something. Um, just if you think this game is going to be any, like, remotely competitive. So... Taylor's always in play uh, again. Like they didn't need him a ton last week. So you can't really look at last week. Like, I don't even know if he played in the second half much last week. So um, 
it's hard. It's hard because like I want to play some Colts uh, because of all the injuries, but I also think this could be the game that is the slowest pace game on the slate with the least amount of plays. And you know, we want plays for DFS Grant. We want plays. Give us the plays. Um, Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson. Um, I know it's a tough matchup against the Colts, and the Colts defense has been really good this season, but. Nick Foles locks in on a receiver, and we already saw in the second half of the game that it's going to be Allen Robinson. Yeah, yeah, no, Robinson is going to get targeted a lot, as he should be. The guy is a great player. The volume should absolutely be there. I mean, Nick Foles shows a big connection with him, and they really don't have a ton of other guys to throw to. I mean, Anthony Miller really just doesn't look great so far this season, really hasn't done a ton, and – pretty much everyone else like it's Allen Robinson and then surprisingly enough it's been Jimmy Graham a decent amount here it looks like he's been a lot better granted it was a matchup versus Atlanta they're coming from behind all sorts of stuff like that but he's got three touchdowns so far on the season he's looked pretty decent Chicago likes to throw the ball to tight ends and they again they don't have a ton of other options I don't hate Jimmy Graham at 3.8k like I played I had a lot of Trubitsky stacks with both Robinson and Graham that just it made me so angry when it got benched, which I was angry just because it lost me a lot of money. But Nick Foles is absolutely the better guy. I don't think there's a week where I'm going with him. Like, again, this is not a high enough pace game. And he's got a good enough defense, like currently number one DVOA versus the pass. So Robinson, just because of uh, volume, Graham, because Indy tends to funnel targets to the tight ends and the running backs, like – I think you can take a shot on Montgomery. There's a decent chance they try and run the ball with him a lot more. And without Cohen in there, he could be see an increase in targets. And Foles likes to dump the ball off to running backs quite a bit. So, like, no one really stands out too much outside of Montgomery and Robinson. But you can play any of these guys. Um, It's Robinson and it's Graham. That's really – all I have interest in here. Uh, I think these are the those are the two guys to play in this spot. I don't hate Montgomery. I think he's okay, but I think there's a bunch of tight like running backs that I like on the slate. So Arizona at Carolina, 52 total. Arizona favored by three and a half in this one. Uh, let's start with the Cardinals. What do you like here for Arizona? Murray's fine. Hopkins fine again. Like we know he's going to get massive volume every single week, and this week will be no different. Uh, decent shot at. 100 yards, a touchdown, 10 catches in this spot here. Like, this is going to be a fairly high-scoring game. Arizona has a 27-implied team total. Drake's in for a good makeup spot here. Like, he hasn't really done too much this season. He's not getting targeted in the passing game a whole lot. But Carolina's defense is, is not good. I mean, 28th in DVOA, both against the pass and against the run. They, they just aren't a good defense. They're young. They blow assignments. Like, so – like, this is another game. Like, there's about four games on the slate that are fantastic stack spots. This is another one of them here. Like, you can absolutely use Hopkins, Drake, and Murray in a stack together. Like, this could be a high-scoring game. Murray can get the rush yards there. He is priced at 7K, but he really hasn't let you down all season long, and he's not going to have much better matchup than against this terrible Carolina defense. So, it's all system go with these Cardinals. Yeah, like DeAndre Hopkins is getting in like Michael Thomas, um, Julio Jones floor, Devontae Adams like floor range at this point. Um, like he is just – his floor is massive. So 
I love Kenyon Drake here. It's no secret um, if you listen to the first three weeks that I'm going to pick on the Carolina running game as much as I possibly can. So I like Drake. I like Murray. Um, this might be the first week that I don't play Murray in cash games, and I might end up playing like Drake in cash instead. Uh, but I think you can play both of them if you if you end up on that build. I don't think it's the craziest idea. Um, do not forget to run this game back with the Carolina side. Like, let's just let's just talk about that for a second. Like, if you're playing a bunch of Arizona, do not forget to run this game back with the Carolina side, Grant. Like, this is a spot where DJ Moore could have a good game. Robbie Anderson could have a good game. Mike Davis could have a good game. You have three really strong potential runback candidates if you're going to stack Arizona. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I'm going to be stacking Carolina. Like, I really like the spot for Carolina. We look at what Tay Bridgewater – Water has done so far this season and outside of last week where he didn't really have to pass the ball too much only 28 attempts 34 attempts in week one 42 in week two like this is a spot where Arizona runs at the sixth highest pace in the entire league he's going to have a lot of plays there's going to be a lot of passes and while it hasn't really fully correlated to his uh point him getting points like he did get a ton of yards in week one and week two he just only he's only got two passing touchdowns on the year I expect that to change. I'm probably running out some lineups with Bridgewater, Mike Davis, and Robbie Anderson all in the same lineup. I think you can t- take a shot on DJ Moore. He's going to be low-owned. He's at 5.6K. He did have one week of 13 targets. Didn't really get targeted a ton last week, but he really didn't throw the ball last week. I think he's in for a big game. We were all so high on him at the beginning of the season, and then he just has not delivered. So, like – I, I, I'm going to take a few shots on him. I love Mike Davis in this spot. This guy is probably going to run the ball a decent amount, but he's super heavily involved in the pass game. It's weird that they weren't really passing the ball too much to McCaffrey so far this season, but Mike Davis in there just getting dump offs of days has a whole lot of receiving equity, has a whole lot of a floor just with his uh, reception upside. So I, I, I love this game and I probably like the Carolina side more than I like the Arizona side. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, you don't typically like stack running backs, but you could play Davis and Drake together on a team in this one. I think they're both very viable. So, um, yeah, I, I like Mike Davis. I, I really like DJ Moore. I really like Robbie Anderson. Um, like ceiling wise, Robbie Anderson's already kind of showed us his ceiling this season. So we know like he's going to get the targets um, and he's going to have plenty of upside here. So um, I like this game. I'm right there with you. I like this game a lot. Jacksonville at Cincinnati, 49 total. Cincinnati favored by three in this game. Um, let's talk with the Jacksonville Jags. They looked awful against the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night. Um, they've had an extra couple days to prepare for this game. I think they bounce back, Grant. I, I think that, like, I know a lot of people are, like, saying, oh, this is uh, the best shot for Burrow to get his first win and stuff. But I think, like, Jacksonville is going to play them super tough in this game. And I think that, like, this game has a chance to hit that you know, over in the 49 total. So uh, what do you think on Jacksonville here? I mean, a lot of it comes down to DJ Shark. If he ends up playing, then – He practiced fully on Wednesday. He's going to play. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah, I knew he practiced today. But, uh, yeah, yeah. If, if Shark ends up playing, he's in play. But most of my interest with Jacksonville is just James Robinson. This guy – Oh, been- I lied. It was, a, it was a limited. I swear it said that he was a full practice. My bad. Oh, good. That's that's why I figured it was. Um, that's why I thought I read earlier. 
But yeah, like it, it's James Robinson here. This guy has been good so far this season. Lots of touchdown equity. Gonna get decent amount of carries. Cincinnati so far this year has been a lot better versus the pass than they have versus the run. Twenty first in DVOA versus the run so far. So to me, it, it, it's it's pretty much just James Robinson and Shark. Don't really have a ton of interest in Minshew. Yes, he can put up a decent game, but predominantly he's gonna stick right around twenty points. I'm fine with it, but really not a guy that I want to go with. I don't mind Keelan Cole. Um, he really let down this last weekend, but he's still priced at 4.5K. Even before Chark was out, seven targets and five targets in the previous two games, had a touchdown in each. He's got speed. He can go off for a big play at any time. Like He's probably my favorite outside of Robinson over on Jacksonville to use in tournaments. But like more of my int- way more of my interest is over on the Cincinnati side. Yep. Um, I, I like Robinson a lot in this spot. I think that like he, they got crushed last week and he still put up 30.9. Um, like they, this guy's going to be like a workhorse running back. Like they didn't let, you know, they didn't trade Fournette for no reason. Um, they fully believe in this guy and he's going to get plenty of work. Like, uh, like I, my initial like thoughts and stuff were like, I might play him in cash games um, at 6,500 because I do think like his floor is massive in a, in a game where if they trail or if he's running the ball well. So um, I, I like him a lot. I really do. I like um, if shark plays, I like him, but I like Chenault and um, you mentioned Cole. I like both of those guys as well. Um, I think they're, they're, they're cheap. Jacksonville's cheap and a game they should be trailing. Jacksonville's cheap, cheap. And, I honestly don't hate Minshew either. Like, large field tournament play, I really don't hate Minshew. Um, let's talk Cincinnati. What do you think on Cincinnati? Absolutely love Burrow. Really like Boyd. Don't mind Higgins. Higgins played a decent amount this last week, and he got nine targets. Obviously, I don't know if I could fully count on that again, but six to eight targets at his 4.5K price tag and do it. Like, Burrows has been throwing the ball a lot so far this season. 44, 61, and 36 passing attempts. He's going up against Jacksonville, who is the worst pass defense in the league so far this season. And so I love Burrow. Like, I absolutely love Burrow this week. I don't know if he's going to draw nearly enough ownership. 26 implied team total, and I'm just going to pair him up with all his wide receivers. I know A.J. Green is old and he might be dust, but he's sitting at 5.5K, averaging around nine targets per game so far this season. And even though he hasn't done a whole lot, this is a spot where he can absolutely have a big game. So I, I Boyd is my top option here. Like obviously 13 targets, eight targets, had 125 yards, two 20 point games in a row going up against Philly and Cleveland. And this matchup is just perfect. So I, I am loading up on the Cincinnati passing game on the slate. Yeah, I think um, I, I think Mixon's in play as well. Like, I think he needs to be in your running back pool this week. Um, also, like, you know, you mentioned Boyd. I love Boyd. I like A.J. Green's price. I do think he has some touchdown equity. Um, but I think Tyler Boyd has emerged as the number one wide receiver with Joe Burrow. Um, and I don't think anyone can really argue that. Like, he's just – he's outplaying A.J. Green right now. So, uh, moving on, we got Cleveland at Dallas, 55 total. Dallas favored by four and a half in this game. Um, let's talk Cleveland Browns. Like, Dallas is a huge, um, you know, the high, one of the highest implied team totals here, Grant. But I, I, say, I think Cleveland's going to score here, so it really just comes down to who do you think is going to get the work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I think Hunt was limited in practice today. Um, I think I saw that. So he's questionable for this week, and that'll kind of kind of determine things for me. But Dallas running at by far the highest pace this season. I think their average seconds per play is 19.88 so far this season. The next closest is Atlanta at 23.8. They're going to run a ton of plays. I'm trying to figure out who I want to use over on Cleveland. Like OBJ still hasn't had a big game once at, in his entire Cleveland career. Landry really hasn't done a ton so far this season. Like it, it, it's been rough. And I think that probably if Hunt misses, I'm going to use a ton of Chubb. Like it, it's just real simple. He's going to get a ton of work in this. I think that they're going to run the ball a whole lot in this game. And just with the pace of Dallas, I have to assume that Chubb is going to get 25 plus carries if Hunt, if uh, Hunt ends up missing. And I think there's a great spot for him. I don't mind uh, Mayfield. I don't mind OBJ. I don't mind Landry. It's just, I don't know if I fully trust them in any given game. And I don't know if I want to go with any of them. Yeah. Like I, I like the price on OBJ and Landry. Uh, I think the price on those guys are super solid. Um, I think it's super interesting that Cleveland um, activated Hillard uh, earlier this morning. So I think that, Kareem Hunt, I, I, a groin injury could potentially be more on, like, the doubtful side of anything than playing. Like, um, he didn't practice Wednesday with the groin injury. So, if Hunt misses, like, Chubb becomes one of the top plays on the slate. I, I don't care. Like, we know the workload is going to be there in both the running game and the passing game if Hunt doesn't play. But it also bumps up Odell Beckham. It also bumps up Landry. We could potentially even see, like, Austin Hooper have a decent game if Hunt doesn't play. Like, Kareem Hunt has been a guy that has been a huge part of both the running game and the passing game. So, um, I like Cleveland here. I think they're very interesting. Like, it, you don't know who you're going to get. Like, But, like, if you're going to play a lot of Dallas, I'm going to play a lot of Dallas. I think a lot of people are going to play a lot of Dallas. Um, you got to run it back here with – you know, Chubb or Odo Beckham or Landry or even Hooper if, if Hunt doesn't play. So uh, let's talk Dallas side of things. I love Dallas. Um, I think Dak is going to be my, my cash game quarterback right now. Like that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, what, are you, what is your thought here on Dallas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to like him. I mean, Dak over 450 passing yards in two straight weeks. Matcha versus Cleveland, who's kind of a middle-of-the-road defense so far this season. And we know that they're going to play a whole lot. Again, they're running at the fastest pace by wide margin so far this season. It's just figuring out who to play him with. I mean, honestly, like, I think this could be a decent Zeke game, though. Uh, like I said, they're favored where they haven't really – they've come from behind each of the last two weeks. So, Zeke hasn't had a ton of rushing work, although he has been targeted extensively in the passing game. Uh, I think this is a better Zeke spot than is a Dak spot, but I'm I, like every single week, I'm probably just going to use a whole lot of Dallas. And we finally saw Gallup have a good game this last week while everyone was on CD Lamb and Cooper. I think it's just a constant, like constant change where it's going to be CD Lamb or it's going to be Cooper or it's going to be Gallup. We just don't know. So I'm going to sprinkle in all sorts of them. If I had to rank them, I still think that. Galb is probably my least favorite. C. Lamb's probably my favorite, followed by Cooper. Uh, but yeah, just all systems go for Dallas because anytime you're getting a team running at this ridiculous pace, 
they're going to put up a lot of fantasy points. Yes. I think that, like, CD kind of – I wouldn't even say, like, he busted. He didn't have the best game. Um, still went double digits. So, like, we can't say, like, he had a goose egg bust type of game. But I think that he's super interesting here because I think a lot of people will flock to Gallup. And I think Cooper is super interesting. Like, Cooper, he, he's still had over nine targets in each of the, every game. He just hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So, he finds um, he finds the end zone here. Like, his upside is really high. Um Cleveland's been really bad against the tight end this season. So if you want to take some shots with uh, Dalton Schultz, um, I don't hate that. You know, he had six targets last week. He had 10 targets against, against Atlanta. I worry about if they do get up in this game, how much work he will get. So maybe I'm using Schultz on like a Baker Mayfield stack or something like that. Um, you know, hoping that Cleveland actually gets up in the game. Uh, moving on to the four o'clock games. We have three of these this week. We got the Giants and the Rams, 48 total. Rams favored by 13 in this game. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Giants? I'm done with them. Who do you play? Like, <laughs> like uh, it's nothing good. Uh, yeah. It I is just, just ugly. You just look at it and you're like, who who do we play? Um, you know, Freeman probably gets a little bit more work here. Um, they they talked about increasing his work, but like he's 4800. Jones has not looked good. You know, Shepard's on the IR, so Slayton Slayton and Tate. If you're stacking the Rams, but are you really stacking the Rams here? Like I don't know. I think this is a pretty 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 big stay away spot for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I'll use a single player from this game. I love the defense, the Rams defense, and you know, pairing them with Henderson. I, I think that is a combo you can look at here um, this week. You know, it, as long as like Acres doesn't play, you know, he's still day to day. Didn't practice Wednesday, so if Acres is out, I could see playing Henderson and the Rams defense as a combo. But like, it could easily be Malcolm Brown too. So it's it's a question mark that's for sure yeah no this just isn't like it's probably going to be the rams running game and especially if acres comes back good luck figuring out who's going to be the biggest beneficiary so i'm i'm just i mean because even robert woods is getting three attempts a game like this is this is just a full-on stay away spot this is going to be an ugly game this game's going to be a blowout giants are terrible like I, i i just cross this one off my list yeah, it stinks like, you know, maybe the afternoon slate you get a little bit more exposure to this game, like if you're playing the 4 o'clock only games. But, like, I don't know. I like the Buffalo game more. I like the, the Kansas City game more. Like, And there's, it's not like these guys are, like, super cheap. Like, if Cooper Cup was cheap, I, I like the matchup for him. Um, but, like, I don't know. I don't know how much I'll end up playing him at this price. Um. Quick one. We're going to move right on. Um, the Rams, they, they have a 30 implied total, though. Maybe we should like Woods and Cup more. I don't know. Um, I just Yeah. I mean, I, I like now the more that I think about it, there, there were a few situations last season where the Rams are going up just a ter- against a terrible defense, and Goff just went absolutely off. I know that they've been running the ball a decent amount this year, but like – there were a lot of games where Goff just threw the ball, aired it out, put up huge numbers, blew them out, and then left the game. And it was mostly against bad defenses. I mean, 
We saw what he did against Arizona last year, against Atlanta last year. Like, going up against bad defenses, Goff can absolutely put up 500 yards. Like, I'm starting to think about this more because Woods and Cup, like, either one of them could go off for a huge game if they, the Rams just decide to throw the ball against this horrible, horrible Giants pass defense. So, I don't know. I, 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 you might see me with a Rams stack, like, the more I'm talking about. It's still early on in the week, and I, don't, I haven't built a ton of lineups, but the prices are not terrible. And this game, you're right, it's a 30 implied total for the Rams. Like, I, you are, we have to think about it. It's not like the Rams' defense has been great either, let's be honest. Um, you know, Buffalo kind of shredded them. Philly didn't do too bad against them. Dallas didn't do too bad against them. Like, it's not like the Rams' defense has been, like, this amazing, like, crush you defense. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that – I don't know. I think it's interesting. It, it, it's interesting. I'll just say that. It's interesting. Um we have a – like, I'm filling in for beer on Sunday morning. So, like, it would be me, you, and Dean on Sunday morning um, for the show early in the morning. So so just an hour ragging on Dean? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I might like this game a lot more on that show than I do right now. I don't know. We'll see. I want to see projected ownership. Because if, like, Cooper Cup and, like, Robert Woods are going to be, like, 3% owned, I have a lot more interest in them. Um Studs that have high work shares, like target shares and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, Bills and Raiders, 52 total. Buffalo favored by three on the road, going to Vegas. Um, Josh Allen in a dome. Josh Allen, our boy. Um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, boy. Man, this guy is a beast. Yeah. Yeah, who could have predicted that he would be the best quarterback in the league this year? Oh, yeah, both of us. I, um, I would say, like – if, if you guys have listened, we have been very high on him since the beginning of the season and every start so far. Yeah, I've never gotten him wrong because he's never had a bad game this season. Like, the, the, having Diggs on his team is just such a such a boost to him. I know that Diggs didn't end up doing anything last week. It was mostly just not in the game. He still ended up second half uh, coming back. But this Raiders defense, like, this spot here, I, I absolutely love Diggs. Like, this is a perfect bounce-back st- spot for him. It's in a dome. Like, he's an incredible route runner. With a dome, like, Josh Allen, I think, is probably going to target him 10, 15 times. Like, this is a perfect spot for Allen. This is a perfect spot for Diggs. And Diggs is going to go a way under own when they just completely ignored him last week in the first half. Um, John Brown's banged up, which could give more work to Diggs. I don't know if I want any other Buffalo – player or any other Buffalo receiver. The interesting thing is Singletary. Uh, Moss is still questionable this week. I don't know if he's going to end up playing. And if he doesn't end up playing, I mean, the Raiders have been the worst team in the league versus the run so far this season. He should be in for a decent workload. They're probably going to be leading. I think they're the better team. Singletary has been involved in the passing game. Like Singletary, Josh Allen, Diggs, absolutely love all of them. This is one of those games you're really going to have to pay attention to because Zach Moss affects Singletary for sure. Um, John Brown affects Cole Beasley and Diggs. Um, And Knox, who missed last week with a concussion, um, practiced fully on Wednesday. So don't do like a Tyler Croft, like chase game. Um, I love Josh Allen. I'll be pairing Josh Allen 
um, with Diggs for sure. But I also like Cole Beasley. Uh, Beasley's 4,700. He's gotten at least six targets in every start. And, you know, with John Brown out last week, we saw him lead the team in receiving yards. So uh, I think Cole Beasley – John Brown got hurt in last week's game, left the game early. So I think Beasley is definitely someone to look at, you know, as far as like cheaper end uh, of this stack. But, yeah, the Raiders have really struggled against the run. So, if Singletary is – if Moss is out, I think Singletary is someone we can go back to well on. Um, the Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders have actually played really decent to, you know, start the season. Um, you know, obviously, they didn't look the best against New England. We kind of knew it, though. We talked about it last week. We were like, there is no way – that the Raiders go into Bill Belichick's land and Darren Waller had a big game. I fully faded him. I'm not fully fading him in this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, this is interesting because Ruggs is out or doubtful. Edwards, I think they just ruled out. He's out, yep. Yeah. Uh, Waller, the Buffalo's been decent versus the tight end, but Waller is – I mean, we saw what he did against the Saints – yeah, he's definitely in play. 5.2K, like, hurt wide receiving core. He's a guy I'm going to look at. I'm not playing Carr. I don't really like Josh Jacobs. So we've talked about so many running backs so far this slate that are just better plays. I'm, Jacobs could have a 30-touch, like, 30-point game. But I, I, I don't know if he's a guy that I really want to use in comparison to everyone else. So I'm, I'm probably off Jacobs. Zay Jones revenge? No. No is maybe the right answer. Maybe the he's three K. Like <laughs> if it was a showdown slate, maybe the late slate or something. Like I don't. I I can't do. I would play. I'd play Aglor before I'd play Zay Jones. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Renfro. I'm, yeah. Renfro's definitely in play. I mean, he's four point six K. He's the de facto number one in this offense right now, which is. Kind of funny, but uh, yeah, he's. I mean, he got nine targets last week. If he gets into the end zone, he crushes value. But he's probably going to get a decent amount of targets this week. I just like figuring out who to go to outside of Waller or maybe Jacobs on this Raiders team is just tough. Like the problem is, I like Josh Allen. I know I'm going to have Allen with stacks of Diggs and Beasley, uh, depending on if John Brown plays. So like. I want to run it back with somebody. So, like, Renfro and Waller are probably my favorites. But, like, you don't feel great about it, right? Like, you, you don't. But I, I think, like, Renfro is probably my favorite with Waller being second. Um, if Waller was cheaper, he would be second for sure. But I also think, like, Nelson Aguilar and Zay Jones are super, super cheap. So, um I get why you would potentially run back a stack with those guys. Last game for us for week four for the main slate um, is the Patriots and the Chiefs, 53-and-a-half total. Um, let's start here with the New England Patriots, uh, the new-look New England Patriots. Cam Newton and this team, you know, getting the job done, starting the season off 2-1, um, and one, beating the Raiders last week. Uh, what's your thoughts here on the Patriots? It's, it's really just Cam Newton for me. Like, I don't mind Edelman. I don't like mind Harris. I don't mind uh, really anyone in this offense. I just don't like them, but I really like Newton. It's a high-paced game going up against Kansas City. I think we could see something similar to what we saw against uh, Seattle. Cam Newton doesn't need to throw a whole lot in order to 
make value. Like there's a decent chance that he doesn't end up making value to many of his pass catchers. Like James White is probably going to be back. So Edelman, his volume is probably going to go down. Harris, not really the most consistent guy. I don't know if he's going to end up with a big game here. And I don't know how many targets he's going to end up with or how much Cam Newton's going to throw the ball. But the rushing touchdown upside is absolutely there for him. He can spread the ball out, especially if White doesn't have coming back. He practices today. So, again, real sad scenario. If he doesn't return, I'd understand. But it looks like he's going to, in which case I'm fully staying away from Burkhead, Michelle, and White. Like, just no interest in the running game. It's it's almost strictly a Cam Newton naked game for me. Listen, um, I, I don't mind Edelman or Harry. Um, I think they're going to trail in this game. And – like I know, I know. Like we looked last week, and we watched Baltimore not do a lot uh, against the Chiefs, and like I think that we see a little bit more from this one. So I, I like Edelman. I like Harry. If James White plays, I'll have a little exposure just because, like, I believe in all those fun narratives of like this is going to be a monster game for him, and he's going to play for his parents. Like I just. I don't know. I, like, Cam would get him a touchdown, too, I feel. Like, Belichick would get him a touchdown. So, James White, I don't know. I, I will have exposure if he play, practices. But, like, here's the thing on the New England running backs. Like, who's not going to be active? Like, White's going to be back. Burkhead's healthy. Sonny Michelle is healthy. They're going to activate Damian Harris this week. J.J. Taylor is the rookie running back that's healthy. Like, <laughs> they're going to have so many running backs. It's crazy. Um, did they showcase like Burkhead the last couple weeks so they can move him? I don't know. We'll see. Um, he's like a new England running back at the core though. So who knows? Uh, let's talk Kansas city here. What are your thoughts on the chiefs? Everyone. CEH is a fantastic play getting 20 touches almost every single week. And I see a similar situation here going up against New England. He's being involved in the past game, six targets, eight targets the last two weeks. Snap share is there. He's priced at 6.4K, which is a, a terrible price tag. But it, it's Kansas City. They have a 30 implied total. Pat Mahomes is just uh, – well, I should call him Patrick, according to his mom. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely just incredible. You can go Hill. You can go Hawaii. Hardman, you can go Watkins, you can go Kelsey, you can go, there's not a single part of this offense that you don't want to get. I don't know if it's my favorite spot on the slate, but I will definitely have some KC stacks. I think my main target is going to be Kelsey just because of how tight end is this week. Um, but like, I, I don't have any problem with anyone. Like my interest in this game is CH number one, Kelsey number two, Mahomes number three, Hill number four, if you want me to rank them. But I, I, I love every one of them. It's, it's, it's Kansas City. It's that simple. My only concern is, does Belichick scheme against Kelsey? Like, how? Like, who else do you scheme against? Like, you can't, can't really scheme against Tyreek Hill's speed. You can't really scheme against Patrick Mahomes because he's just that good. Like, do they scheme against Kelsey here? Like, I'm gonna go back. I know they've played recently, and just kind of look at Kelsey's numbers against the Patriots. Um, I don't have it up in front of me, so I feel bad that, like, I'm saying this and not talking about it and not saying it. But um, I am a little curious to see, like, how Kelsey's done against the Patriots in years past. Um, are you trying to pull it up? I know last year – yeah, last year he had 19 points, but he had a rushing touchdown um, against them the time they played. I can't remember the year before that. Um, but, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, uh, yes, he could scheme against him, but looking at tight end, like up at the top, it's him and it's Andrews. And I, I, I just drastically prefer Kelsey. I don't care if they do try and scheme against him. Andy Reid's a good enough offensive mind that he'll he'll get the ball into the hand. No, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I, it's just something that I do. Like, if I'm paying them price, I got to do the due diligence of at least looking, you know, um, in my opinion. So, I like Sammy Watkins' price. It's 4400 Um at home against the Patriots, I, I think Sammy Watkins is really, really cheap and um, just somewhat interesting here. Um, it's kind of it. I'm with you. I think everybody's in play for the Chiefs. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game um, and be fun playing Josh Allen instead of Patrick Mahomes on the, the afternoon slate. So Yeah, uh, I'm going to play some afternoon slate. I don't normally play it, but whew, Josh Allen, I, I can't not. I play it. I play it a lot. I've played it for years now. And like, I do the expert survey for it. So like, um, just get ready. If you're a premium member to get all the, the Josh Allen love instead of Mahomes in the, um, in the extra survey, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. We're going to use DraftKings pricing like we normally do. Um, give me a quarterback to throw for over 300 yards. That's not in the top, like five or six. I'm going to give you the fourth cheapest quarterback on the slate. Who's going to be, Top three quarterback this week, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You took my guy. Of course I did because he's the greatest QB in the world. You took my guy. I really was hoping you'd go Burrow. Um, I think – I really think Drew Brees throws for over 300 yards this week. It's just a hunch. Yeah, it um, can happen any week. I know. And, like, people – like, the home road splits I don't think matter as much, and this game's inside. Like, I think that Brees has a good game this week. Uh, give me a low on running back to score a touchdown this week. And obviously, like, we usually will have, like, projected ownership, and I'm refreshing really quick just to see if it's potentially up while we've been recording, and it is not. So we don't have projected ownership this week to kind of pinpoint an under 10% owned guy. So um, give me someone you think is going to be low owned. Uh, I think James Robinson's probably going to go a bit low owned, uh, so I'll go with him. I hope so. I, I really am considering playing him um, a lot this week. So I hope he goes a little lower owned. I don't think Kenyon Drake is going to be low owned. Um, do you think Henderson for the Rams is going to be popular? No, no, I do not. I think he finds the paint at least once. So give me him. Uh, give me a quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. Diggs. <laughs> I, it's like you couldn't even I couldn't even finish saying and you like um you know had it there so oh I love digs I love digs this week I like it um I was trying to think of one that's like off the board a little bit um man if you didn't take Fitzpatrick I would say Fitz Parker I love Parker this week let's do it Fitz Parker I'm gonna I'm gonna up your fits and say he's going to throw a touchdown at least one time to Devontae Parker. There you go. I mean, three times, but okay. Give me a wide receiver that's getting at least eight targets this week. Oh, Keenan Allen. All right. You know what? I I don't think John Brown plays. Give me Beasley. Ooh, I like it. I like going off the board. Give me a tight end that's going to score a touchdown this week. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the board, and I'm going to say Jimmy Graham. Isn't he leading tight ends in touchdowns? 
Yes, he is. But do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna have any ownership? <laughs> the only reason he might have a little ownership is because it's full starting. That's all. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't think he's leading tight end touchdowns either. For what it's worth, he's got I was three just, of them. But uh, let's see who's Hawkinson's gonna score a touchdown this week. How old do you think Jimmy Graham is? Twenty nine. Thirty three. Right, I was close. I thought the question was like he was because he's young and you were trying to trick me. No, no, he's 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 thirty three. He's been around for a long time. Uh, finish it off here, Grant, with a defense that's going to score ten plus points. All right, I'm gonna. I don't want I don't want to immediately say uh, Baltimore because that would probably be cheating. Um, let's see, I'm gonna try and stay in the three K range. Um, this might be one of the hardest weeks for cheap defense, for what it's worth. Yeah. I am going to go with – yeah, this is not easy for cheap defense. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to go with Jags, 3K. <laughs> That's brave. Um, well, the thought process is um, Joe Burrows is going to throw the ball 50 times. Like, their defense isn't good, but strictly with volumes and a rookie passer, like a few picks, maybe a fumble and a sack, like Joe Burrows is going to put up a big game. But he's going to be airing the ball out so much, I think, that the Jags are just going to end up with some points. I think this is one of the toughest weeks for defense, um, for what it's worth. So, I don't know. I was I was thinking of going like Cincinnati to be just the opposite side of you. Um, like who's your cheap? Like there is like no cheap defense to like like this week. I don't know. No, it's it's like there, there's nothing at the bottom. Like absolutely nothing. Because I mean, it's crazy. The Texans maybe, but I mean Minnesota's not going to give up a ton. Like. The Panthers hoping for some picks, but no, there's really nothing. Like the Titans were going to be the cheapest one going up against Pittsburgh, but they're not on the slate anymore. I don't feel good about this, but give me the Chicago Bears. No uh, Bears. It's it's Philip Rivers. He's always good for at least one pick, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think like defense is going to be tough this week. Like this might be a week we have to kind of pay up for defense and like. You might pay up for Baltimore in cash games, and you never want to pay up for defense in cash. But like, who are you going to use? Um, so, I mean, you can use the Bucks. Yeah, I was going like to say the Bucks, the Bucks and the Colts. Yeah, Colts. I don't think is the Colts defense really this good though. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play Josh Allen. Play Mike Davis. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Play Devontae Parker with those guys and make all the money this week. Hopefully we can continue to roll here. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again next week. Hey, kids.